All right, man. I mean, I don't know. You've worked here longer than me, but I don't know if this shit's going to fly or not. What? Well, one, I'm pretty sure you've been sleeping here. Two, you have no clothes on right now. What? Oh, shit. Yes. I, I wouldn't call it sleeping. Okay. Are you, are you just passing out here at the end of the day? Yeah. Right, right. Is the door at least locked when you come in? Nope, it's wide open, dude. Shit. There were like four crows in here. I, it, it doesn't even revolve around the moon or anything anymore. I'm just... And a two, and a three, and a four. Let's go through this door. <laughs> Shit, I, now I wish we would have locked the door. I could have dealt with the crows. Can you? And a two. I'm gonna run to the back real quick. I'll be right back. Hear it from you. Right, boys, boys, boys. Bro, bring the in. It's it's six a.m. Bring the energy up. Six a.m. Bring the energy up. This guy and shut up and bring the energy up. This guy doesn't even have clothes on right now. Shut your pretty face. I'm gonna scamper off here. Okay, my. Look at look at those cheekbones. All right. Are you still in high school, young man? Do you no. Do you want a movie or Oh, give me a smile. I don't want a movie, I want a smile. All right. Bring the energy up. Give me a smile. Smile. Oh my god. Look at those cheekbones. What what do you want? You didn't do theater in high school? No. I, I just, You didn't do Shakespeare camp just watched, for the summer? Just watched movies here. That's all I've been doing for You didn't finger your first man or first woman at Shakespeare camp during the summer uh, in August? Fingered a midsummer's a midsummer's dream. You, sir, are a dream. Look at those cheekbones. Oh my god. This guy is, I think he's gonna try to steal my cheekbones. I need you. I need you. I want you. I need you. I want you. I want you to want me. Do you want me to want you? Because I, I want you to want me. I would like you to pick out any movie and leave. I don't want a movie. I want you. I want all of you. I need you. I gotta get the, the, I gotta get the phone. Hello. That's right. Oh, my God. Hey, Kron. That tone. Kron. Yeah. I ain't got any um, spare clothes in my locker. Uh, all can, right, you, can you bring me your shirt? I think there's a... Just wrap a trash bag around yourself. Okay, did that guy leave? No, dude, he's still here. What's he want? Dad, what is this? I don't know. I think he wants my cheekbones. I think he wants to pull them out of my face. Are you off the phone yet, you gorgeous piece of cheek? Hear that, dude? Please get up. I don't. If you're turning, get up here. Okay, hold What's on. What's your name? You said there's a What's trash bag back here. Yeah, just wrap it your... toga style, dude. All right, let me look. I'll be right. Hold on. All right. Michael? Is it has to be a Michael? You're a Michael. You look like a Michael. Yeah, it's Michael. That's great. That's exactly okay. what it is. Anyway, before I've recruited you, which you're coming with me, no matter what you say, I'm here as a local 
fucking yeah. theater major. Dude, I'm going to cut you off. Back to the shit town. I'm going to cut you off. And I'm right there. Everybody that comes into this store is a local. I got to get the phone. Yeah. Hey, Answer it. Hey, what's up? Michael. Hey. Oh, my God. Hey. Listen to that tone in that voice. That trash bag was a lavender scented office trash bag, dude. Yeah, just just you've throw it on and get. You've seen my nutsack, dude. You're killing me. This guy's killing me. You're killing me. Just well, I need a little help here, contacts. dude. I don't Aren't, do this. Be creative. Find a bucket or something. I don't know. Right. You should right. smile more. Hold on. You should smile more. All right, I'll be up there in a minute. Okay. Okay. Anyway, bef- hang up the phone. I, I've already hung it up. Jesus. This fucking guy. I want you. I want you in my new production. All right. Do you understand yeah. that? I am here right now to tell you that I need a movie to to bring up the spirits of my team, of my actors, to show them that they can do the impossible, that they can do whatever they want to, to just, they can just explain expose themselves to the the theatrical world and just put themselves out there to for the audience to just soak up like a like a sponge. Do you have anything? There's so You're coming with me. many unnecessary words. <laughs> you get that movie right now and then you're coming with me. All right, fine. Uh take this one. It's Stage Fright Aquarius on this week's episode of 5 Day Rentals. I'll take it. Welcome back, folks, to Five Day Rentals. We are a video store podcast where each week we take turns picking a movie that we think's a fun non-genre category. This round's category is Please Wear a Mask. And this week's pick is Stage Fright Aquarius from 1987. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm going to be your host tonight. I'm Dan. I'm here with my two best buds, Cron Howard and Bones. Uh, how are we feeling tonight, gentlemen? It's a stage fright Aquarius. Oh, I like it. Uh, Bones, please come in with the saxophone. Oh. No? That's my yeah. saxophone impression. Oh. Isn't that how they sound? Oh. <laughs> That's pretty close. Oh, yo. I'll give it to you. I was never in music class. You guys you guys have seen Lost Boys, right? Like the film? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I watched it years ago, and then I watched it this year when I was bedridden, and I totally had forgotten about the buff sax player. Oh, at the beginning? Kind of in the beginning, yeah. Before all the shit goes down. I like the carnival. Yeah. Why does do it something why? for you? No, but it was one of those things of like, why don't we talk about this daily? Did you? I actually had a discussion with it at the guy at work, uh, probably like last week. Oh, okay. Did you see that buff sax player, and you were like, "I'm gonna beat COVID." Mm-hmm. If this guy can live his dreams out, mm-hmm. I could beat this. 
you guys remember how I sent out a real long text talking about how the movie Bloodwork was really good? Vaguely. Yeah. Yeah. That was fueled by. I think I wouldn't watch that at the theater in Germany. I was just any just HBO Max, just play next, just play next. <laughs> Snyder cut, play. Blood work, play. True crime, play. Lost Boys. Holy shit. Sam, get in here. Put a mask on. You got to watch this. What a film. Okay. But what are we here for? We're here for Stage Fright Aquarius, as it's called in America. Uh, Stage Fright to all our international listeners and uh, two other names. Um, But yeah, guys, do we have um, first, first thoughts on Stage Fright? Don't give me too much. I hadn't even heard of this movie. It's the way Before I like last it. week. I would have rather seen the play. I don't know what I, what the I, hell was going on in I there. I got a but... lot of questions on this play, that's for sure. I was hoping maybe Dan watched it enough to discern what was going on. I've watched this film two and a half times because the power went out while I was trying to watch it at one point. So you just had to watch it from the start? Yeah. So, or did, so the power went out the third time you were watching it? No, the power went out the first time I was watching it. Okay. So then I got to reiterate, Kron's uh, question, did you just start over? You didn't fast forward? Yeah, I started over. Oh, okay. I figured, you know, well, it's you my like, flick. Yeah, you don't like to break things up like that. Nah, you know, we like to really get in there with the details and the... Um, the history and the feel of this, you know, we're a, we're a movie podcast, guys. We got to start living I, up to that. I mean, some of the best stuff in the movie happens in the first five minutes, so I could totally understand you wanting to watch the beginning again. What prompted you to pick this? Um, I mean, there's masks all over this fucking movie, guys, well, including one. A, no, Kron. There's a wall of masks. There's a wall of masks. You're he, every movie you watch, you're looking for a smut wall, but you failed to see the wall of masks in this movie. Yeah, but if you don't put one on, does that even count? There, it was still there. I'm going above and beyond. Can you just give me the credit? No, nobody wore those masks. It's a pretty sweet owl mask. Am I wrong? Changed my mind. Has anybody ever changed your mind on anything? Yeah, sometimes. I apologize every once in a while. <laughs> it's just an owl, though, at the end of the yeah. day. I mean, it's not I, like oh a God. melted face Freddy Krueger or anything like that. <sighs> I don't know if it's cooler than the Phantom. It's a way better mask than the Phantom. I'm putting that out there right now. <sighs> That was just a little eye cover, so. Cron Howard looks like the fandom now with his glasses on. All mm-hmm. he needs is a little... Uh, yeah, but he doesn't look like Cron Howard, so. Surpri- surprised you guys recognize me. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we noticed for your <clears throat> continuing eternal burning hate for uh, the Five Day Rentals podcast that you spew out 
every week that we get on here. I wish I could get a just get a guy with a little mask on to be me for these records. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. You just give him like a five minute debrief. Yeah. <laughs> these are the Look. little these are the little snappy things I want you to say. Mm-hmm. It's got a it's got an owl mask in it. There's some stuff going on with yeah. When I was cutting the Phantom Kron, there were huge gaps there where I was like, did his mic cut out? What is the the deal here? And then you'd uh huh. You'd cut in. Yeah. Like, Alright, he was there. I was just taking it all in. <laughs> Thinking about the choices I made in my life that led me to this point. <laughs> Dude, you feel so much better when all that money starts rolling in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that money Dan talks about. Mm-hmm. Guys, we're making a shit ton of money. You're not getting what I'm sending? Let's start no. this rehearsal, man. Let's not have this money <laughs> conversation on air. Guys, tonight we're here for Stage Fright, Aquarius 1987, directed by Miguel Slavini. Uh, the tagline for this film is the theater of death, which I think it lives up to that. So, uh, let's start to run this thing. Let's do some scenes, you know, let's, let's go through this. All right, Bones, you enter stage left and Kron stage right. Dan, you deliver the monologue. Get your costumes ready. Get your tights tight. We're doing this tonight. Yeah. You like that? Uh, we're going to start this movie with a uh, cat walking along the streets. We're going to pan up to what appears to be a hooker smoking a cigarette. What gave that away? Yeah. I. She looks like a hooker. I think they all look like hooker. I think they're all supposed to be hookers, maybe. Very. S- Street trash. Yeah. Yeah. We might cover that. Riff raff. No. Dan, you're usually the most thorough on your run-throughs, and I noticed you said we pan up. You're not doing, you're not doing camera movements now. Are you, are you? reading? Are you reading the script and the storyboards? <laughs> yeah, I had the director send it over. <clears throat> it is a pan up of her feet up to her legs, up to her lighting a cigarette. Uh, we got a car that pulls up. <laughs> he says, "Hey, baby, you got the time." She doesn't answer him. He says, forget you. She rolls off. He or she walks over to a entrance to, it looks like a door, but it seems like a dark alleyway or something. Uh, We got some hands that come out from behind her and grab her. She screams. Uh, We shoot back onto the streets where everybody starts to chit chat, says the killer has struck again. People are very worried. Uh, I think we see clearly now that we are in a play right now, going through uh, going through a scene here. Uh, we got the cast members. They start getting up and walking towards our uh, victim over there. Dan, can we immediately address a theme that I noticed in your movies? Uh, yeah, sir. What is that? It's that you like... Uh, hookers being killed two movies you got amsterdam you got demon knight 
Demon Knight. Oh, that's right. There was a prostitute there. Cordelia. Mm-hmm. I said guacamole, baby. I think three makes a, 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 a like pattern. Hookers. Yeah. Uh, there is a scene upcoming that <laughs> just gets you going from six to midnight, bro. We'll get there, though. Oh, yeah. There's a shower in here. <laughs> it's, not Kron, a, I gotta it's not remotely erotic, but and there's I, a shower. And I got something for Kron as well. I don't have a All right. <clears throat> yeah, you do. Um... Everybody starts to run over to this little dark alley that the guy grabbed the hooker in. They start uh, touching her face. Uh, We get a shot kind of from her view of everybody kind of touching her. Boom. We got our owl mass killer that just jumps right through these people and just (laughs) starts dancing, guys. And uh, we got a kick-ass saxophone solo that, that kicks up here. And we are cameras just going through just... Watching this dance routine, did you guys did you guys enjoy that? I mean, it's a saxophone played by Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. Kind of looks like her, yeah. Um, all Which of them we needed more of. All in the all of the men have huge moose knuckles going on. So it's um, tights, yeah. Can you explain to our listener what a moose knuckle is? Uh, they know. Yeah, you guys know. <laughs> Moose knuckle is to men what camel toe is to the ladies. Your homeroom teacher. If you're listening to this podcast, you've dealt with a moose knuckle your whole life. <laughs> That's some PTSD right there. Jeez. <clears throat> All right, dancing continues. Do you guys cut- give a fuck about dancing? I like dancing, but I hate watching dancing. It is one of my least favorite forms of entertainment. So you're not a fan of the the musical? I like a musical. I like a, I like singing and I like songs. But, but I'm not like a fan. I don't like it dancing. That's one of the reasons why I like Once so much. Or like Willy Wonka is like very limited dancing. So your ideal musical would be the, the characters just staying straight and <laughs> sing to one sing. another? Mm-hmm. I kind of agree with you there. Like, I don't, I don't look at sh- like a dance routine and be like, "Oh, that was amazing." I don't, like, okay, Kron, I'm a terrible dancer, so I fucking hate dancing. Just <laughs> fucking brag about out there on the dance floor. <laughs> trying fucking to, newsies trying to show me up. Have you? You just never have enough liquid courage. I don't think. What, because you can move your bodies in a pleasing rhythmic manner? Mm-hmm. Your oh, wife dear. doesn't, she doesn't give you shit about not dancing? We used to go dancing when we were dating, so. Okay. <laughs> now that you're married, you're like, nope. Yeah, we haven't done that. Let's not bring it up in case she listens to this okay. episode. I'll have to go back there. <laughs> we'll cut that out. <laughs> I I went to a wedding a few years ago, and... I was that guy. I got so hammered, and I was that guy. Like you it danced at my wedding. Oh yeah, but it was worse at this one than at your wedding. <laughs> it was bad. Ooh. It was that like who's that guy sort of thing. 
Like, who, you, come really, on, you, really, you really crushed it out there. I was like, oh, oh fuck. Okay. And then I watched video of it later. I was like, that's it. I'm done dancing at weddings. And I haven't danced since. Were you crushing it, though? Oh, I fucking destroyed it. <laughs> there was Literally, at one point, I was dancing, and there was like 40 people in a circle around me. Just <laughs> eating out of my hand. <laughs> but yeah, I fucking hate watching people dance. Hate it. Come on, guys. Let's kill Kevin now. <laughs> what? <laughs> like West Side Story, I could not be less excited for. Uh, you have it here, folks. Uh, Five Day Rentals anti-dancing podcast. We'll not be doing any musicals anytime don't, soon. Don't say that. Ooh, I have shit. a music. I have a musical category. That's just for so Quran doesn't write down musical category because we know you don't want to do one. We did Phantom of the Paradise. <laughs> okay, so that's a good example of one where there's like no dancing and music is sort of explained. It had a car bomb in it, dude. Like, yeah, you can't have dancing and a car bomb. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit, that's right. They cut that scene from Touch of Evil. All right, dancing continues. We pad back. We see the director. Uh, we come back in. Dance continues. Oh, we got... They throw a, a fake mannequin in the air that hits the ground here. I'm not sure what that was. Just but more, I guess, more reasons why this play is amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll get to so, it. But this director is like, we have to fake a murder so people show up. And I think this play fucking sells itself, guys. <laughs> That's his plan. Um, this is this fake mannequin tossed in the air is, I guess, our <clears throat> our dead hooker here. She comes back to life, I guess, and uh, we get a very sexual ripping of the killer's clothes off, and then she kind of gets close to his uh, genital area. It's very weird. Um, and that's when our director, Peter, who is acting his fucking ass off in this film, um, yells cut. And uh, he starts to immediately get on to our actress here. Uh, a whore is what you're supposed to be. Just a whore. S-E-X. He spells out sex. Uh, he's very upset. Uh, this is where Mr. Ferrari steps in as well. He is going to turn out to be our, well, I guess our investor in the play. So <laughs> he kind of goes at Peter here about the angle of the play, how much erotica it has in it, and how it's been pushed a little too much. Uh, so the director comes over and they start chit-chatting back with him. As a lot in Italian horror, there are they like to introduce a lot of characters and they like to cut to show you what those characters are doing as other things are going on. So I will be saying cut to a lot as in our Demons 2 podcast. Also, as an Italian form, this thing is dubbed. For the most part, I feel like most of the actors are doing their own voices in the dub. But the guy playing Ferrari... Whoever's dubbing him has the classic spaghetti western, like, you know, saloon owner voice. It's pretty good. That and our main actress, I don't believe, 
What were you saying? Uh, there's there's a part in here where Ferrari says, I'm here to protect my investors, not your precious career. And I guess there's a group of people that have sunk a lot of money into this erotic owl play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're worried they're going to lose their shirts. Well, there's a lot of people that donated, I guess, stacks of tens. Because <laughs> that seems to be the his favorite bill. Uh, we cut to our owl-headed actor. He's complaining about his mask. This is Brett. His name is Brett. We're gonna we're gonna cut back to him a few, we few like moments Brett. later from them. Brett's not bad. Uh, we cut back to Mr. Ferrari uh, talking about getting in, uh, not getting the material. Peter explains that what he's trying to convey here is that his victim is seducing the killer. That it's wouldn't it be crazy if the victim rapes her own murderer? Yes, she would. Yeah, it's fucking gnarly, dude. (laughs) Because it's turned into a zombie movie now. Because she's coming back from the dead, correct? And this is where Ferrari says, yeah, this is where I'm here to protect my investors. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to cut to Betty. She is our costume designer. Uh, She's... Alicia is our main character here. She is complaining about her zipper being stuck. Um, so Betty comes up to fix it. It's these Betty, little details and these Italian horrors that you just got to love, you know? Well, there, there is a certain point here that we need to learn that comes up a few times, but it's not actually used through the whole thing. And it's that uh, Alicia, her ankle is hurt. And Betty asks how her ankle is and she says it's killing me and she's like well you shouldn't really be you know performing on it but bitch is broke so you know she's got to work uh we cut back to the peter here he's telling ferrari uh that basically all his actors suck um and to call sybil to the stage she's also one of our actors in this stage we cut to Sybil. She's on a payphone. She's talking to somebody that says it's positive. Um, we don't really know what that is at the moment. I can take a, we cut, I take a guess. AIDS. Shit. Nah, it wasn't my guess. Cron? Uh, Gonorrhea. Maybe. I mean, could be. Uh, we cut back to Peter here. Uh, this is where he closes the script and we see that the, the title of the play is the night owl. So, um, not really sure what that has to do with hookers and all that, but the hookers are trying to rape the owl, Dan. It's not hard to follow, dude. Sorry, man. I, and all, all that set to saxophone being played by Marilyn Monroe. Just admit, trip, right? just admit it's not for you. You don't have to understand it, but it exists. That's why this podcast exists, so we can explain this some stuff of us, to you. Some of us require this erotic theatrics. Saxophone owl play? Some of us just get the theater, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Me, I get it. <laughs> So we cut back to Peter here and Ferrari. They're still going back and forth about uh, the play. Uh, we cut to 
the girls, the actors in the back, they're complaining about their costumes. Um, this is whenever, um, I think it's Laurel passes Brett and she says something about her costume and he says, we can always go back to microwaving chili at Mexico Joe's. And her response is you could always go back to selling your ass in the men's room at bus stations. And that's just a fun little exchange they have. Mm -hmm. Classic Italian Mexico Joe's. (laughs) I will say that the chili at Mexico Joe's is excellent. Even though that you now know that it's just like microwaved? Yeah. I mean, isn't everything at a restaurant really? Heat heat lamp or microwave? No, I was never I was never a big Panera guy or Breadco. Yeah. But, you know, people used to go on and on about the fucking mac and cheese at Panera. Too expensive. Yeah. Well, one time I was I went and I ordered it and I watched them pull a plastic bag out of a refrigerator, cut it, squeeze out the mac and cheese, and put it in a microwave. I thought, never again. Like you said, why am I paying $9 for that? I can go get one for $3 at the Piggly Wiggly. Do you guys have a Piggly Wiggly up there? No. That's just the funniest supermarket name I could think of. I had a neighbor that was obsessed with Piggly Wiggly. Kroger's. Not as funny. That's true. That's true. Why was your neighbor obsessed with Piggly Wiggly? I don't know. When I met him, he had a Piggly Wiggly vinyl decal on the back of his, like, truck. And I was like, is that the Piggly Wiggly logo? And he's like, yeah, not everybody gets that. How'd you know? I'm like. We used to have a Piggly Wiggly here. Was it on the same side as his Don't Tread on Me bumper sticker, or was it? Uh, he hadn't come to that yet. Okay. It, was, it, it hadn't hit that time yet. Okay. But I've, eventually, I'm sure that was there. I like that he responded with, not everybody gets that. It's like the theater. <laughs> but, man, you get it. You know. Mm-hmm. Also, went You're to a guy's in. house who had a spaghetti monster on the back of his truck. And I was like, I see you got a spaghetti monster. And he's like, you're the only person that ever knew what that was. And I was like, I got you, bro. You must be the one. Mm-hmm. Foretold. He invited me to meetings, and I was like, uh, mm. If only you... Right. Kind of defeats the purpose, bro. <laughs> if only you like, also understood theater, you'd be the whole package. For real. Cron, are you going to add a theater major to your letterboxed uh, uh, profile bio? Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. Just wondering. In all the time he'd waste studying theater, he could be out doing it. Mm-hmm. Are you guys going to redo this one? This I'm play? performing right now. <laughs> we should. We should put on the Night Owl for mm-hmm. a live show. Gotta, this is how we should we open gotta, a live show. Now, we got to do the There Will Be Blood musical first before we do anything else. We'll never get the licensing for that. Yeah, we will. We'll get PTA to direct. Um, We cut to the uh, Peter here again, telling everybody to get back to work. That's going to happen multiple times during this whole thing. Uh, Tells Alicia that she needs to take a break because she was pretty much trash, and he doesn't want to see that again. So um, we cut to Sybil telling Danny that it's positive. It's a baby, folks. It's a baby. 
we cut back to uh, Mr. Ferrari asking Alicia if she's okay. Uh, she's also freaking out about her purse here. Apparently there's a watch in there. Let's not blow over Danny. He's a stand-up guy because he, t- he tells her, you ain't aborting this one. Not yet, guys. You're jumping That's ahead. not yet? Not yet. That's quite a bit later, isn't it? Yeah, it is. No. Yeah, they, yes. they still on scene one, dude. Uh, this is Ferrari. Like I said, he asks Alicia if she's okay. She asks him for an advance on her paycheck, and he kind of disappears after that. <laughs> he doesn't like to be asked about money of that Ferrari guy. <clears throat> Well, it's a whole uh, we thing. Got, He's got to open up the suitcase and mm-hmm. count out count tens. Out tens. Yeah, it's, can't can't be doing that. I mean, you can't be mad if you carry a briefcase full of money and people are always asking you about the money. <laughs> yeah, his mistake was letting people know what was inside his briefcase. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we cut back. Should have just had yeah. a bunch of chili from Mexico Joe's in there. It would leak everywhere, Kron. It's a runny chili there at Mexico Joe's. If I can't stand a fork in my chili, it's fucking soup. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Mexico Joe's. I tried. Uh, we cut back to Peter here. He's running through scenes. Uh, he pretty much tells him to get Laurel. <laughs> They're trying to find out where she is. Uh, we got the spotlight guy. He... Just lights up the carriage that's here, and she's making out with uh, some guy. Well, it's Brett, go... right? No, I don't think so. I thought it I was Brett. That's one where of the she helpers. gets pissed off. I honestly thought Brett was a, a gay man. Yeah, wasn't Brett the one who's uh, blowing dudes at the bus yard or something? Yeah, but I thought he was the one he's who... selling his ass. Quite. Yeah. But he oh, he's the one who turns on the dude? spotlight. He knows that Laurel's back there, so he blows up her spot. Oh, oh the guy, okay. I thought you meant making out with. No, Laurel. no, he's. I got you. Yeah, it might have been. Damn, you watched this movie two and a half times, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, we cut back to Alicia here. She finds her watch. Freak out, avoided. Uh, we cut back to Peter. He's watching Laurel go through rape, another rape scene. There's a lot of rape scenes in this uh, this play that he has going on here. At least they get him out of the way. Yeah, in the beginning. Uh, we cut back to a girl reading a book. This is Cordelia. She comes in at a later. We also get Brett. He scares her and uh, asks her what she's reading. Then he kind of turns around and makes fun of Laurel as she's going through her scene. She flips him off. Um... We got Betty and Elisa here. They are going to go to a hospital so they can look at Elisa's ankle. Uh, we cut to our our fixer-upper here, Mr. Willie. He's trying to fix a bike for some reason. I think it's his bike. Um, hey, dude, Alicia, dude's got to get home, Dan. Yeah. Well, he, it's he's wrong, he's one of the few people who doesn't have to get locked in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the only Did, person who should have been in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Does it? When they cut to him and they showed him with like his head in the chain, were you guys like, well, I wonder how he's going to die? Like, I felt like kind of pompous, like, well, going to know how he's going to get it. 
Like they're foreshadowing that shit. And then what do you know? You'll get to it, but. Does anybody recognize Willie? He is a five-day rentals two-timer now. Hmm. Any guesses? Was he in Demons? No. No, he was not. Karani was actually in one of your picks. Karani's taking his glasses off and rubbing his eye in disgust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to wake himself up. What year was this movie? 87? This was 1987. Um, Willie was also in... Do you guys want me to give Yeah, it let's you? just go. Okay. He was in Robot Jocks. He was one of the uh, He guys was one of the, the robots. S- <laughs> now he's in the stadium whenever they're fighting. That doesn't count. <laughs> he's still in it, bro. D- give it to Willie. Come on, guys. Come on. Oh, Will, Will, right robot there. Robot on him. That's, you know, he had a, you know. That's still acting, bro. Come on, it's your pick too, Karan. Yeah how 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 is Robot Jocks not top of mind, Karan? Yeah, for real. Think about it every day. <laughs> how we're just an inch away from the oh. Jocks War starting. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean it's. Right after fucking split second, right? Mm-hmm. Once the it's world floods close. and Satan comes up and cleans house for a little bit. All right, we got Willie here. He's our uh, main guy, a janitor type around this theater. Betty and Alicia convince him to uh, let him out the service door so they can get to the hospital to check out. Uh, they seduce Alicia's. Willie. This isn't. That's not convincing. That's yeah, she gives. She gives him a little smooch on the cheek. Betty does. Um, he pretty much is like, okay, whatever. Have you guys seen my cat Lucifer? Um, they don't really answer his question, and they just go out the door. Uh, we cut to uh, Betty and Alice here. They take off to go to the hospital in the car. Uh, we cut to a jail cell, guys. We got a we got a crazy dude being rolled into a jail cell here. Wait, did uh, you skip the scene where that nurse is feeding that fish? Kron, we cut to a nurse feeding a fish to some smooth jazz. I think she wants to fuck that fish. She's that super is, into it. That is my next note. She might want to fuck this fish. I think all the employees of this uh, hospital are a little too horny. Gentlemen, does anybody know the name of that fish that is in that? Is that a scorpion or a lionfish? It's a lionfish, yes. Um, Her name. They used to close the beaches in Guam every once in a while if they saw Ooh. that there was a lionfish or a scorpion fish around. Hey, yeah, you, they are poisonous. Did you guys know that lionfish was also in Robot Jocks? Was it in the stands? <laughs> yeah. Well, is it cheering for Achilles? It, it shot out of a robot at Achilles. <laughs> that lady's name is Sheila Goldberg, the nurse. And she is not in Robot Jocks, but she did help write this film. There you go. Um... They pull up to the hospital. Just that Alicia, scene. Good on her Alicia, for not inserting herself as one of the actors. 
saying, well, the only other female role I could probably pull off is the horny uh, mental hospital nurse. I think that's the I mean, only she, scene that she co-wrote. Oh, She probably got into costume of what the other girls were wearing, and they were like, eh, maybe we should go a different route. All right, so uh, they pull up to this hospital. Alicia immediately comments that this is a mental hospital, not like a regular emergency room type walk-in clinic. Uh, We cut back to Peter here at the theater. Uh, He wants Alicia ready to go. We cut back to the hospital. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Before we get too far ahead, I was nervous about bringing it up because I wasn't totally sure where it is. Have you skipped over or have we not got to Marilyn falling? Um, I think that was right whenever. That was earlier. That's when Ferrari and Peter are kind of bickering at first, yeah. right? Okay. And then he grabs the cat and is like, Mark, get this cat out of yeah, here. Yeah, so shame on me. I was, I, I think after bringing up the Danny thing, and apparently I was too soon on that, I was nervous to bring up what might be my favorite scene of any movie we've covered is Ferrari and Peter arguing and the Marilyn Monroe sax player falling just saying and them cutting to her and her saying I'm sorry I don't know what it was the only thing I can think is that because the way everybody reacts to it it's almost like she really fell and they had that reaction so they cut that insert I thought maybe it was supposed to be maybe like a jump scare maybe like a loud sound it's maybe a possible I don't know but I fuck I had to pause it I was because <laughs> I didn't I didn't know anything about the movie I didn't know that I was getting into as ridiculous a thing it was so when they throw that dummy you immediately go, okay, are they making a joke on the theater? Is it meant to be funny? But the fact that they inserted that girl falling and apologizing. I just want to make sure that it was it was talked about. It, it Like I said, it might be my favorite thing that we've... It, favorite 10 seconds of any five-day rentals. It's such a true <laughs> moment. We've done? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just love it. She's so embarrassed. She she feels so bad, and everybody just sort of judges her and goes about their day. Yeah, they're just kind of like whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, and and it makes you think that you're going to get more of that character. And then later, when she fucks off, you're a little bummed. Yeah, I will say we we did need more of Marilyn Monroe sax player in this film. In fact, she should have been playing sax the whole time this was going on. She should have been with the group. She should have been, like, following the night owl. Yeah, there should have just been an hour and a half sack score underlying this whole movie. Karan, the vinyl is on the way to your house as we speak. That's what inspired the Birdman score. Was he watched this and he was like, you know what? You should just have that saxophone player in the room. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, we cut back to Peter. He's yelling about Alicia to to get ready. Uh, We cut back to Alicia. Where are we at? All right, the nurse is yelling at him that this is a mental hospital, that you can't just check your ankle here. Like, you need to get the fuck out of here and move your car. 
Uh, the doctor's standing there, but he's like, hey, two, two good-looking ladies, I might as well just take a look. Hey, no, it's so cool. He, like, I, I can do ankles. Oh, yeah, he's like, sure. Yeah, I'll take a look. Betty, Betty does try the um, phantom approach by calling the nurse really mean, but it, it doesn't work. It doesn't change her, her attitude. No, she's, she's in a mental hospital. So far, like, it's only worked on Catherine Zeta-Jones. No, she's a pushover. Um, we cut back to uh, old dude in his cell here. He kind of tears his fabric restraints. I don't know why. Kind of. Just straight up well, fucking. He does a biflex curl. And just rips it. Rapes it right off, dude. <laughs> Why would why wouldn't you use chains? I don't know. Uh, we got Alicia. She passes the cell as she's going to with the doctor. Uh, she stops. Uh, we got our killer here. He he looks up at her, sets up and looks at her. Uh, an aide comes behind Alicia and says, "Hey, you can't stand there." And he goes into the cell. Yeah, you just standing there, getting them all riled up. That's not right. Yeah, remember in Halloween Kills where all those people just walk by the morgue throughout the night? Those dead bodies? Yeah, this is on that level of like, yeah, you could just actually, you go through two doors and you could be right next to a psycho murderer. No guards outside, nothing. Eh, There's an aide there, I guess. Uh, We cut back to Peter. He's asking Willie, questioning Willie why Alicia left and why he let him go. Uh, we cut back to the hospital. Alicia gets a shot in her ankle to make it all better. Uh, Alicia asks who was in the cell that she passed. Our doctor explained that that was Irvin Wallace. The uh, And then Betty interrupts and she says, the actor who went berserk, uh, he killed people and chopped them up. He... Uh, he explains, or she explains to Alicia. I think it's like 16 people I think the doctor chimes in with. Uh, so they pretty much say goodbye to the doctor after he gives her the shot. Well, this is and after he is just groping the shit out of her. Oh, these are. I mean, he gets the hand all the way up to lower buttock. This is the best part of his night, man. It's probably the best part of his whole career working there. Mm-hmm. It's like, finally, not dealing with male psychopaths all day. He's in the wrong field, man. Needs to get into that sports medicine. Mm -hmm. Tyler Durden needs to pay him a visit. Change his whole life. Um, You know, the Night Owl was the working title for Fight Club. Oh, yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. I thought it was for Watchmen. Yeah, we know comics on this show too, guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody's surprised. The Phantom. Duh. We know we know great comics like Watchmen and Fight Club. Uh, Alicia and Betty they pass the cell that Wallace is in. Uh, we kind of go into his cell, and we see him laying in bed. But he kind of moves over and we see a syringe sticking out of the neck. It's the aide that went in there, guys. Oh, shit. Uh, We cut back to Betty and Alicia in the car. They're talking. Betty's pretty much telling Alicia here about Wallace and how he killed like a 16-year-old girl. And 
Alicia's like, look, I don't want to hear this shit. Uh, they get back to the theater. Alicia rushes in. Brett's like, yo, dude, fuck, Peter's looking for your ass. Uh, we cut back to Betty in the parking lot. Um, she gets out, and then Wallace pops up in the back of the of our car there. So he's followed him to the theater, guys. Uh, we cut to back to Peter. He's running through more scenes. Uh, Alicia finally shows up. He starts berating her. He pretty much fires her ass for leaving. Uh, we cut back to Betty. She's kind of walking in, and she's like, oh, shit, I left the lights on. Uh, she goes back to the car. We see that the, the back tailgate's open, and she's like, yeah, that's kind of weird. We also start uh, the rain here. Starts raining pretty hard. We get a super classic cat scare here with our cat Lucifer. How did your guys' HD restoration or transfer of this look? Looked great. I thought it looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. I watched on Shutter. I don't know what you guys. That's watched. what I watched it on. Yeah, yeah. Shutter. Um, the rain when the rain started, it was pretty obvious that it was a machine. Like the way that it like started up, and then the one corner of the scene, and how it moved over, and then periodically through any of the outside shots, especially when she's in the car later, you can see a lot of the exterior lights on the stands that they put up. Mm-hmm. So that and makeup HD is not really being polite to these things. You know, the, the stuff that was kind of missed before. Well, I think the makeup is actual like stage makeup for play. Oh, for sure. But I think there's also some stuff that may, they may not have noticed before. Like there's one part where you see like the underarm hair of a lady and I'm thinking that may not have shown up as clear back in did 1987. Anyone, now it's pretty prevalent. Did anyone see the quick cut at the beginning of the of the girl like just shaving her armpit? Yeah, and it happens almost immediately after like, that thing because I thought, oh, that lady needs to shave her armpits. And then, yeah, it's like two quick cuts and the lady's shaving. Probably just edited in like, camera. Shit. So. <laughs> I think they need to add some time to it. And that's why you get some of these shots of like just the mud outside when it's raining. Like, okay, what do we need that for? Oh, that's the whole, that's the whole purpose. It's muddy. (laughs) It's the whole purpose of those cops outside. It's like cut to them, do a little joke and then you can cut back in and everybody can be in a different spot. All right, so we get uh, Lucifer. He's in the car, of course, and he scares the shit out of Betty. Uh, if you look closely, you can kind of see somebody run in front of the window, like outside. I guess that's that's supposed to be Wallace there. Uh, Betty gets out of the car. She starts to walk back to the building. Gentlemen, pickaxe to the mouth. Straight in the mouth. Great aim for this uh, Irvin Wallace guy. Well, it looks like that pickaxe is like the whole front of it is in her mouth. <laughs> like it should be hanging out like the back the, of her head. It's like the skinny side, you know? Yeah. yeah, but still, it's the entire skinny side. <laughs> it's like up to the handle in her face. Akron, I can make a lot of jokes right now. Yeah. But I'm going to choose not to. I agree with you. There should be three or four inches of the point sticking out the back of her head. Yeah. 
but I'm uh, just the I way w- she fell. Yeah, I will give them props because I think it's. I'm wondering if it was something that they built with like a mouth guard, you know, that she's like biting down on or some shit. Because it looks good Maybe when she it. when she falls back. So, but I had the same thought. I was like, yeah, you could have easily just glued on the back of it. All right, we. We're, after that, we're going to cut to um, Alicia. She's packing her shit up because she just got fired by Peter. Uh, we're going to bring uh, Ferrari back in who offers her help again. I think he's supposed to kind of be like earlier on when they're arguing, Peter makes a comment about there's somebody who wants to see the actress's asses backstage and there's some guy there's some guys that want to see the actresses act on stage or some shit. So I think they're portraying Ferrari here as kind of Why like not a both? Yeah. Yeah, you know. Best of both worlds. Jesus. It's got the money, you know. I got a briefcase full of tens. <laughs> uh he offers to help her again and she's pretty much like fuck off. Uh we cut back to Alicia looking for Betty. She's asking if anybody's seen her. Uh, we cut to her leaving the theater in the rain. Willie asks her if uh, she's seen Lucifer the cat. She's like, no, not really. So she heads out to the car. We get another classic. She hears the cat. So she's going to look for the cat, of course. Um, and this is where she kind of goes over on the other side of her car. And she sees Betty's dead body, y'all. So she cuts, uh, we cut back to the theater. Alicia runs in. She starts screaming about Betty. Uh, we immediately cut back to everybody standing around in the parking lot with umbrellas and the cops are all over the place. And they're just standing right in the middle of a fucking crime scene here. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I guess it's raining. So, you know, evidence. It's cinematic as hell. Uh, Peter is getting drenched. He's its not even caring. It's raining outside. Does Peter look like Elon Musk mated with Rami Malek to you guys? Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Sure. All right. Those shoes that he's wearing look like Hulk Hogan shoes, like wrestling boots. Oh, like the red, like, almost yeah. like Converse Air Force Ones. Yeah, it's... It's wild. And his Aladdin pants. <laughs> but God damn it, if we gave out Oscars for films, this guy would win Best Actor for this one. What? Oh, yeah. He's uh, acting you were... his fucking ass off. Just for this movie. <laughs> Not for all of our movies. I think, I think Danny's got him beat. We don't see Danny very much, though. Oh, yeah, but he fucking delivers every line. <laughs> I'd give it to... Kind of looks like Kiefer Sutherland, almost. He looks like Sting. I'd give yeah, it to Willie. You I'd would. Willie, give would, it to you. He's, he's a two-timer now that you know he's in Robot Jocks. <sighs> mm-hmm. Forgive any of my sneezing and, and nose-blowing that makes it through the edit here. Sorry. Goddamn end of October. He's still got allergies, folks. All right. So we got a crime scene here. Cops pretty much say there's no trace of anybody. We've checked the whole area. 
We got a detective. He says, leave a patrol car here. Uh, we got Mark. He comes up. He's a little stagehand. He says, everybody get back inside. Peter wants Laurel, Corinne, Brett, Sybil, Danny, and Alicia to all stay. Very specific list there. Peter talks with uh, Ferrari about uh, getting some cash together so he can get this play off and running. He said, if you do it, I can get it up and running in three weeks, even though we've had this tragedy happen. I thought it was three days. Uh, Three days, sorry. Uh, Peter wants to use the murder of Betty for attention for the play. So he decides he's going to go talk to the press about this. Uh, We cut back to... Can we talk about something that's in the news at the time of this record? Um, Oklahoma botched another death penalty. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Uh, I was going to ask you guys, do you think you'll watch that Western Rust? Or do you think think it'll even come out? Come out. Just fucking can it. Yeah, I wonder how what the percentage was of what they've shot. I mean, you're not gonna see the lady get shot. So put it no, in. I, I didn't think so. Put it in. I'll watch it. Was it rolling? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Probably right. If they were using like a, oh, like the prop gun, I would guess they were filming. Unless she was just doing a test run or something. Yeah. I mean, everybody's just waiting to see if he's going to get charged with murder. I think that's the whole thing. Which I don't think he will. If any, I mean, well, it's the AD, right? They're saying the AD was the one who was supposed to check it in the list of. There's a whole bunch of shit coming out. Like, they, a whole bunch of people walked off the set to protest and. There had already been like three or four misfires or something. So, yeah, like the gun was defective, is what I heard. Like that yeah. that gun had been an issue before. Yeah, I think I read they found real ammo, like in a fucking pouch or somewhere. Somebody had it on them or some yeah. shit. It's like what the fuck is going I on? I just wonder, like, how many people went to go see the crow? Just because of that? Yeah, because like of that. I mean, you weren't going to watch an Alec Baldwin Western anyway. Nobody was. I don't know. How the Baldwins are dead? The bummer was that he... I think he leaned into the John Goodman thing too late. Of like, oh, I'm no longer a leading man. Like, I am a supporting guy. And I'll pop in and, and... give you a fucking real awesome performance in your movie despite the level. And I think he should have done that years ago. I think he had some success with 30 Rock and he was like, oh, I can still do this. Oh, yeah, but but he should have... It should have been before 30 Rock, I think. I don't know. Anyway, I don't want to slow it down. I just... It was relevant to... That's all I I kept thinking about. I was like, well, I kind of get the director's thing of like i'm trying to get this fucking thing made i'm trying to get some attention yeah but at the same time do you think uh actress in a local theater troupe found dead is gonna drive tickets to the to the show 
I think it, in that town, it yeah. would be a bump compared to what you were probably going to get. It just seems like a. I mean, this isn't like a Broadway play. No, yeah, but if that this, was Wallace's last kill, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, wouldn't you want to go? This is a uh, rape erotica musical being put on in a windowless uh, bunker. <laughs> yeah. So airplane hangar. Yeah, I think I think the ten people that were coming to this were going to come regardless. So now, if you can get fifteen people, you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of it's like you know, me putting this episode on Twitter. Is it going to get any traffic? No. This is going to be our most downloaded. But if episode one other person, ever. if one other person listens, I mean, when only ten people are coming, one more person is ten percent. So. All right. Um, so, yeah, Peter wants to use the attention of the murder to pump up the play. Uh, we cut back to everybody in the theater again. They're all talking about Betty, naturally. This is where Willie gives Peter the key. Um, Peter decides that he's going to give the key to Cordelia here, or Corinne. Corinne, sorry. yeah. And he pretty much tells her to lock the door and hide the key. So he's locking everybody in without them knowing it. Um, Peter hey, says a few words. Dick move. Yeah, this is a shit move, which he... I think, it, I think it's important on regret. this show for us to point out bad things. It's a dick move. Maybe in, I don't know, seven to nine minutes, one of us will start chanting, let's go Brandon again. So, some of us got a um, less dense or less alcoholic beer for this evening's recording. <laughs> hey, there's Bean. Did he show his face? Yeah. Um, Scraping oh, out. Damn it, I, I missed it. What's up, Bean? All right. Uh, Peter starts to make some uh, a speech here to all his um, workers and actors here. He pretty much tells him he wants to make some changes to the script. Uh, he tells him he's going to give him more money. Uh, he wants to change uh, the killer to to be actually be Wallace instead of what he had before. Uh, Alicia's like, I've been fired, so I'm getting the fuck out of here. She This is where she finds out that the door's locked. She comes back and demands that Peter opens it. He gets even more pissed. Uh, he pretty much tells him that they're all shit actors and he's a shit director, but uh, they could get a six month run if they just go through with this because of the murder of Betty and he needs a hit and he needs the money as well. We cut to uh, two cops joking around in a car outside of the theater that the detective parked out there. Um, gentlemen, the younger cop here is actually our director of this film. Our James no. Dean look-alike? Yep. No way. <laughs> way, Kron. Way. Uh, we get a quick cut here of Sybil throwing up in the bathroom. This is where Danny comes in and pretty much tells her that she doesn't want to, or he doesn't want her to get an abortion this time. Oh, so this yeah. Has yeah, you're right. Before. You're right. <laughs> 
and that he wants to keep the baby. We got Brett. He was taking a shit or something. He comes out and makes fun of him. How are we Not supposed? Really. How are we supposed to be expected to believe that this man impregnated this woman? I mean, it happened. They're two fine young eighties. I'm sorry. Seven. This guy. Cocaine. Yeah. Some some other night, you're you know locked together in another airplane hangar. Another play. Rehearsing. Right. Down on your luck, I guess. One thing could lead to another. Yeah, he is. He looks like a, I don't, dare I say, a sexier sting. All right. uh, Mark comes in. He starts telling everybody to get ready. They need to do some change of costumes. Uh, He tells Laurel that she's slipping into something a little more sexier. So we cut to Laurel in the costume room. Uh, she starts to undress with, with whatever the fuck she was. She looked like, I don't know what it was, but she had some, she's like in a fat suit almost. It was a bummer because my gross ass was like, all right, maybe we're going to see some boobage. And then she took that thing off and I forgot, because I had forgotten when she was putting it on and I was like, ah, shit. Those are big fat painted like padded boobs. I don't want those. Yeah, she's definitely got some paddedness going on in there. Yeah, uh, she gross. starts to hear starts to hear somebody naturally in the dressing room. We get some POV shots of her undressing and all that. So she goes into the uh she gets scared and goes into the little dressing room there. Uh we got some we, we do see some boobage in that one. We got someone he comes up to the yeah, door, right. he starts to uh try to get into the dressing room she starts to scream you see the shadow kind of disappear it it uh, happens to me every time i do it too and the when you're changing or when you're trying to get into yeah. the changing room that's a crime let's let's cut that um remember we, six minutes ago when we agreed to point out things that are bad <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, I was a true friend. I was trying to cover up for you, man. Kron was trying to sell you. No, it's when I'm in the dressing room. I said yeah to that. Oh, I thought you said yeah when I said when you're trying to get into the dressing room. No, wait. Just keep going. Go ahead. Keep going. Okay. All right. Um, uh, We got everybody. They come into the dressing room because they hear a scream. Uh. Mark shows up. He starts yelling at Brett because he thinks uh, he's trying to scare Laurel there. Peter comes in. He blames Brett as well. Uh, he tells him to get his fucking costume on. <laughs> we cut to Brett. He's telling Alicia that it wasn't him that scared uh, Laurel. Uh, we cut to him in the mirror. He's saying he's Irvin Wallace. He takes a bow and then right behind him, we see the man in the owl mask standing right behind him. Boom. We cut back to the stage. Peter's going through more numbers again. Uh, this is Laurel. Or, no, this is um, Corinne's scene now. Uh, he calls for the killer to come out when they're going through this number. We need so more we the- Corinne, man. Oh, is this also where... Like, they're going through this scene, and he's like, approach your lover, and it's a mannequin with clown makeup on? Yeah. 
and like yeah, a there's... like a leopard jacket. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could have brought up earlier that this is the second movie that features mannequins that I have picked as well. Hmm. All right. Tw- hmm. Twice dead. All right. La- Laundry Dan loves mannequins, hates hookers. <laughs> uh, so uh, put that in the other category of, oh, Bones thought, oh, I guess the killer's going to pretend to be a mannequin up on the stage at some point. Like, there were all these things that I thought I had outsmarted. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. oh, I bet he's going to be, you know, in the face paint at some point. All right, so they're going through this scene. Uh, We cut to Alicia. She's looking for the key and realizes it's gone because whenever she went out with Betty to go to the hospital, Willie told him that the key was right there. Uh, She approaches Peter to try to tell him that the the killer is in there, but of course he's not listening because he's watching Corinne go through her scene. Uh, we get the owl killer. He comes out. He's kind of confused, but then Peter starts yelling at him that he needs to start choking her and kill his victim. Uh, so he starts choking the shit out of this girl. Uh, he then pulls out a knife where Peter's like, ah, the script doesn't call for a knife. What's he, he says, uh, what's the knife got to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, he starts just stabbing the shit out of uh, Corinne here, which is kind of some brutal stabs there. Uh, and everybody's just watching. I guess they think it's part of the play. Uh, somebody mentions where Brett is. Uh, we cut to Mark. He's, uh, I mean, are they finally that, that director does react like finally they're getting it. (laughs) He likes the choking. That's for sure. Uh, so he kills her pretty much and takes off. Then they all go to her and realize, oh shit, like that was real. Uh, Peter says, go call the cops. Mark goes to the payphone there and classic cut the phone line uh, slasher movie. Didn't that payphone seem too close to the stage? I mean, it looked like it was still backstage. Yeah, but you wouldn't want that thing to be going off in the middle of a erotica rape <laughs> sex show right like you really kill the price. mood maybe they just mix it in you know these actors they got a thing on their feet so <laughs> they improv <laughs> all right so he sees that the phone lines cut he goes back to peter and says uh phone lines fucking cut bro uh he's like well let's go to the uh, patrol car but they're like we need the key to the door because it's locked he says well i gave it to corinne who is now dead um we get ferrari he starts freaking out pretty much all of them are freaking out like where's the key where's the key but she's already dead and this is where it sets in that they're all locked inside of this place and uh well peter doesn't really i guess he kind of blames it on himself there i guess it's almost like in at watchman you know when uh, Rorschach's like, you don't get it. I'm not locked in here with you guys. You guys are locked in here with me. So, again, we know comics. So, We've only said one comic. I mean, isn't Watchmen the comic? It's the only comic you need to read. It's also like in the comic Fight Club where uh, 
There is a Fight Club comic. Of course, oh, uh, of course there is. Comics. Brad Pitt is, you know, showing Edward Norton the dilapidated house he lives in. On Paper Street? And then he's like, uh, you don't get it. I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. There is no lock on that door. But he's talking, about, right. he's talking about his head, dude. Mm-hmm. Get it? Uh, should have finished that movie. You just don't get it, man. It. You should have finished You don't the get theater. Book. You don't get Fight Club. All right, so they all run over and start banging on the door. We cut to the cops. They're eating spinach and donuts, and man, they can't hear because I of the I fucking rain. love the way Peter is banging on the door. Like with this two... He, he the, wants out. That two by four just... <laughs> well, I was really hoping that cop who was eating spinach was just going to chuck it out of the side of the car. <laughs> nah, man, he finished that. It's a oh, classic I thought it was cop fucking... move to throw all your food outside. <laughs> Littering in Italy is a steep fine. That's crazy, considering uh, how much they talk with their hands. You think food would be flying all over flying. the place? <laughs> we love you, Italy. Um... We we cut to um, a POV shot of the killer here. He's kind of going through backstage. He cuts off the lights on him. Uh, Peter tells the group that he needs they need to stick together. Uh, they go to the I think it's the dressing room where they find some candles. <laughs> and in the in the chaos of this, they leave Ferrari behind, <laughs> and he's worried about his money in his suitcase. Uh, so he. I think he burns his hand on one of the open barrels, open yeah. barrel fires. One of the trash fires that's littered throughout this airplane hangar. <laughs> Which Willie did not put out. And Peter specifically asked him to put out all the fires. No, I think Willie I think tells Will, yeah. Peter like, Hey, make sure you put all these out before you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was the other. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was like, well, Willie failed on that end. All right, so they leave Ferrari behind. He's obviously scared because they've all left him. He kind of starts to go through the stage there. The owl killer is right behind him. He turns and he just kills Ferrari. Well, there's a part, too, where Ferrari, he, like, opens up his briefcase and then just starts jamming the money into his suit jacket. Yeah, I think he's trying to steal it, I think. Well, you've already got the suitcase. (laughs) It's already in a in a thing that you can just walk away with. I so I think he he shoves it all in the suitcase. He goes to run away. He kind of bumps into the barrel, drops the sh- the suitcase. It opens up. I think because he's even more scared at this point, he like taps out one of the tens that's on fire, and then I think his instinct is to just throw it all in his suit jacket and take off. So I totally agree. With Get the fuck you. Had he just there. taken a breather he would have been fine, but the killer is right there. Uh, We cut back to the group here. They hear Ferrari scream, so naturally they run back out to the stage. Uh, The lights come up. Ferrari flies through on a harness, hanging there dead, Uh, and they run back to the dressing room, and we are going to run to a pee break. All right. 
we got the group. They're all back in the uh, dressing room here. Peter starts doing some math here. He's like, there's six of us. He can't kill us all. Uh, Peter's like, we just pretty much got to survive the night and uh, we'll be good because Willie's going to come back in at like nine o'clock and open the place up or something. Uh, we got Sybil. She starts to freak out and Alicia starts freaking out. Uh, we hear like a whirling sound. And then this is when Peter says like, oh, he's enjoying himself. Like this guy's really enjoying this. Uh, we cut back to a POV shot of the killer. Uh, he's found the workshop now. So we just kind of get a view of all the the fun toys that he could use to murder these people with. And he goes right up to a, a drill. Uh, we cut back to the group. They're kind of talking amongst each other and they bring up that there should be a skeleton key for the for the uh, theater there. And Laurel wants to find it. Uh, I think we get some more footage here of Alicia complaining about her ankle. <laughs> uh, Peter decides that him and Danny are going to go back to uh, an office, I guess, and try to find this skeleton key. Uh, he picks up like a... It's like a iron pipe or a metal pipe or some sort. So they uh, decide that they're going to go back and check, try to find it. They go back through the stage area to get to this place. We cut back to the dressing room. Uh, the girls start to freak out. We cut back to Peter and Danny in the office. We cut back to the dressing room where our, our killer is trying to open the doorknob here. Uh, he's trying to get in. They're trying to hold the door back. We got Mark. He's up against the door. Uh, we got the killer. He just slams his arm through a little, it's like a, I don't even know what it is. It's a circle, like larger than a peephole. A, a but he, perfectly placed hole for him to jam an arm through. <laughs> oh yeah. It's a movie. So he gets the owl killer gets his arm through there and gets Mark caught up in his arms. He's, and then we start to see blood coming from Mark's stomach. And then all of a sudden we get a drill just coming right through the door into through Mark. The driller killer's back, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Bones is loving this. <laughs> yeah, Bones, you you loved it. Yeah. I loved every second I, of it. I'm pretty sure you guys liked Somber Party Massacre more than I did. It's pretty good. Yeah. So he takes a drill bit right through the fucking stomach. Uh, Sybil, she grabs a like a fucking Sybil. Uh, Sybil is fucking losing her mind until Alicia is like useless. fucking stop it, do something. Yeah. Yeah. She grabs that and she spills some fake blood, and then they do a little thing where like the real blood falls on the fake blood. Thought that was kind of cool. Uh, the imagery, uh, I mean, it's just... It's amazing. Yeah. It's po- poetry it's like on red, screen. It's a fucking A24 movie. It's like yeah. theater. Um, I guess Owl Killer had turned on some music, so it stops, so they can't hear the screaming, but it cuts back to Peter and Danny. They can hear him screaming now, so they run back to the dressing room. 
And of course the, the mayhem has already occurred. Uh, Mark is dead. Peter, this is the most emotion that he shows towards anybody in the cast that Mark is gone. He's he's his right hand man. Yeah. So, um, they find the, our Peter looks at the drill that's stuck in the door and he's like, Oh shit. Like we need to protect ourselves. He got that from the workshop. Let's go to the workshop so we can get some weapons to defend ourselves. We need to (laughs) stick together. So they all run to the workshop. And once they're there, um, they arm themselves pretty much. This is how you know that they're not stage crew because stage crew theater people. Stage crew already left. Well, no, they would have been using the tools to make defenses. You know what I mean? Like they would have. Quick, let's let's stud up a wall right here. If you would have kept Willie around, this would have been a totally different yeah. this movie, vibe. This movie is really missing a Home Alone aspect of... It could do all kinds of yeah. stuff. Yeah, setting up fun little traps for this guy to walk into. And we'll talk about it later, or I'll bring it up later. But I think they do a good job. I think Danny's the one that brings it up. Like, we can't stay here, he argues with Peter, because he could set fire to the place, and we'd fucking burn up. Like, his argument of like we have to engage and fight this guy because we're just going to be sitting here i did so i liked that element of okay you're now acknowledging why you can't just stay in the workshop you know yeah so they arm themselves up and they head back out into the main stage what's your weapon what are you picking i mean Axe, not bad. I'm gonna pick that uh the like comedy and tragedy masks that <laughs> are always shown together in the theater. Oh yeah. Cause you flash that and he's just gonna he's gonna yeah. be so confused, he's just gonna fall. I mean he is an actor that went berserk. Mm-hmm. So all right, so they're they arm themselves with the tools from. It's the okay. Workshop. I don't want to talk about what weapon I would choose. It's okay. Oh, what bones? What weapon would you? No, choose? I, I I didn't want to talk about it. I just wanted to know what you guys wanted to talk about. Well, I figured you'd take scissors so you could cut the sandbags that would drop. That's what everybody. Thought. Scissors are okay, but I don't like the way Danny's running around with them. <laughs> Later. Not even like in the whole like don't run with scissors thing. I just don't like the way he's got a grip on him. How should he just like put him in his pocket just for later, like to take him you, out? You keep them closed and you hold the cut end, and then when you need to engage, you spin and you. Are you open them and like go for both eyes? Yeah, you could. You could Wolverine them between your fingers and. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, axe is great, but axe, you got to get a big swing, you know, I'm not a glad, you know, I'm, I'm not a big broadsword or samurai sword guy. I'm a, I'm a gladius, you know, you got that poke, you got that swing, your strength is real close combat. So I'm sharpening some sort of stake, some sort of stabbing implement. This guy's got this fucking bulky, you know, owl thing on. 
Yeah, nobody came from behind. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, is you can get pretty close. Well, it sounds like if you're willing to carve a steak, you you could just grab a pair of scissors. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm not getting the, you know. Length. Yeah, you need a little bit more length. (laughs) Okay. I'm, dude, I'm going to be a fucking nerd. I'm building a shield and a fucking, some sort of gladius sort of, to me, there's no better weapon combination than the shield and gladius. Like, guys, I'm just hiding. There's so many spots where you could hide here. I think any gun is a better weapon than a sword and a shield. <laughs> My shield will stop your bullets, dude. No. Burn. Tear right through there, dude. My, my sword didn't run out of ammo. <laughs> All right, I, honestly, listeners, honestly, pl- place your bets for we're gonna give Bones a sword and me a gun. He's have he'll have a shield too. And then and then when the votes get to a certain point, we get to about halfway. We'll post pictures of each other, and this will. <laughs> You'll sure. see it swing the other way. <laughs> yeah. The 6'2 guy who's a huge target. <laughs> no, fuck that. You know what? This is why people need to subscribe to my VHS DVD program <laughs> on how to escape. I did. That did cross my mind as I watched this. How movie. the fuck does this place only have two entrances and exits? And zero windows, no roof access, nothing. Mm-mm. Really, what you do is you figure out a way to just start knocking the brick out. It ain't gonna take this that is, long. This is off, 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 off Broadway. Mm-hmm. I don't know the brick. This this has to be old world craftsmanship. This isn't your modern. Guys, you're thinking of this all wrong. It's the tin roof that you're already like pretty much up against when you're in the overpass. Rested. Knock that shit up. You're not wrong. I thought the same thing. I was like, if you get up on that catwalk, you find a seam, and you start hitting that shit. Dude, a hammer and a fucking chisel or screwdriver, and you could start taking out a little bit of brick at a time. You get a hole going, the back of an axe, and you just get that while two or three people are kind of guarding from the, the owl. We're out of this building in 45 minutes, tops. <laughs> Subscribe, Subscribe to VHS. <laughs> How to get out with your fists. I wish so much that we could shoot this. I wish we had the, <laughs> the means up. to just go to shitty places and, and just try to get out. Yeah. Mail a personal check made out for twenty nine ninety nine, <laughs> and send it directly to Bones. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need to do a Kickstarter. Just need to be on Patreon. All right, so the whole purpose of Peter going to the workshop was to arm the group with weapons so they could break down the door that he locked and got everybody trapped in here with this fucking killer. He's to blame. He did it. It's all his fault. Uh, As we're going through main stage, Pete grabs a spotlight and shoots it up to the catwalk, and lo and behold, there's our killer right there on it. So uh, we get some sweet, groovy action music going on here. Uh, Pete and Danny, they decide to rush up 
the two entrances so they can kind of close the killer in. So they shoot up the stairs to try to get to him. They're really and there's parts in the score that really sound like it's from the mid nineties. Like there's a techno trap beat element to it, especially later on when she, when uh, Alicia's digging through the office looking for the keys. I was like, who the f- did fucking Junkie XL score this shit? What the hell? <laughs> Might have been there before they got famous. Man. Like, was that a part of the remaster or the re-release or something? Did somebody rescore it? I don't know. Uh, score has been talked about as one of the better things that came out from this movie from some of the stuff that I read. All right. So naturally as Danny and Pete run up these stairs to the catwalk, uh, the girls are scared. So they follow, uh, they get up there. Laurel starts to climb up the stairs. Alicia kind of grabs her foot there and says, wait for me. I don't understand this. I, th- I think it's just a way to get us to our our final girl, I think. And yeah, she kicks her and knocks her off, yeah. and she, she passes out because she falls down the stairs. Laurel sucks. Every man for himself, dude. Pretty much. She's going to get it, though. I just didn't get, um, I didn't get the grab of her, you know? Yeah, like, wait for me. Like, you were right behind her. Yeah. I feel you. I feel I'll you. give my monologue on the foot ankle problem later. I mean, that foot was in a like a high heel. You got you guys talking about foot? There he is. Uh, God damn it! I ignored it the first couple times, but you can hey, always. Nate. This will save me some trouble. Nate, how are you, buddy? Doing pretty good. How are you guys? I'm sorry, Nathan. I can never remember. Call me Nate. All right. We're friends now. I know you're social. Oh, like social media? Social security number. (laughs) Fuck. I I mean, I learned from a, uh, what's that show where the guy ruins everything? You know what I'm talking about? Five Day Rentals? Yeah, that's it. Basically, everybody's personal information's out there, so I don't care anymore. What, Adam, what's my yeah? Everything. Adam ruins everything. Anyway, Nate, you what's mine's yours, buddy? Thanks. What's mine's yours? Damn, Nate, we got a. Uh, I mailed classic... you a couple toes in the mail, <laughs> so oh. that's coming your way. Oh man, that's a sec. That's a second crime it's, that's it's, been confessed. It's to crazy me, when you open yourself up to new people. Like, you mm-hmm. know, you, we, we, we get so nervous by people that we think are freaks. If we just open our, our hearts to them, <laughs> I'm getting a sack of toes. Shit. Yeah. Good luck, man. Put them on a necklace. Any, um, anyway. Nate, yeah. We got a, we got a slasher here from an Italian slasher here from 1987. Uh, What's your um, judgment on this foot here? Yeah, first of all, love the Italian people. Uh, love the way they think. Uh, big fan of brutal fascism. <laughs> they really moved away from that, which was a tragedy. You're a big Mussolini guy, eh? Oh, yeah. They... <laughs> I got a moose knuckle for Mussolini, baby. <laughs> Ciao. Uh, wow. 
Bravissimo. What do you what do you think about um at adding an element, you know, of a character having a, a useless foot or an injured foot or ankle? Mm. Is that a Could turn off? Kind of, yeah, I mean a lame foot. Who wants to see that? It's boring. You gotta see those feet moving, baby. Now personally, now before- before you were talking about uh, what weapon would you choose, I, I would choose a foot. Oh, you were, <laughs> you were listening, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, Waiting what, in what's, the wings. What's the benefit of, of a foot in combat? You just kick, strike, does it all. It could be a sword and a shield, that's for sure. Oh, I don't know about that. Now, are we talking? are we talking like immediately cut off, or are we talking like a rigor mortis... Yeah, you know, a, a stiff foot on a stick. <laughs> oh, you didn't say anything about a stick. Oh, well, it's detached. If you fight with a foot on a stick, you're basically just fighting with a stick. It's a, a foot on each end, so when you spin it around, it does a double kick. Oh, that's a like toe a little, staff. That's called a, a toe staff. Bicycle kick. A little, wow, a little I... Chun Li there, huh? Mm-hmm. So what do you what do you think of this foot in this movie? Which one? The lame the, one? The, the injured Sibbles. Yeah. You mean yeah, Alicia's. It's, it's fine. I wish I wish it was all healed up. Wish it was moving quick. <laughs> or I wish it was on a stick. Now my fix to this would be you put her in a cast. Right? I think you start the movie with her in a cast, and the problem is like Peter is complaining about her foot and that gives her a little bit more, you know, pressure to go to the doctor and try to get it off. And this doctor says no, you know, and then that slows her down later in the, the third act. And that gives her like a reason to walk a little slow. Cause I honestly, I think the foot and ankle thing is forgotten. It's almost mm-hmm. like you should have been on set as like a foot continuity guy. Yeah. They've called me in on a couple movies like that. So something Dr. I've done before. Die Hard? Were you there for Die Hard? I was there for Die Hard. I was there for Pulp Fiction. I was there for Basic Instinct, which I didn't get, but I loved being on set. <laughs> Did Michael Douglas go on about cancer and HPV? And Yeah, he was every every break. You're going to shut the guy up. I mean, did you do any like Mel Gibson, like Apocalypto? I mean, a lot of barefoot there. Mm, they didn't call me in. No. What about Passion of the Christ? I mean, no. But strangely enough, uh, what women want I was on set for that. <laughs> well, he tries what? on heels in that movie, doesn't he? Yeah, I've worked okay. with Mel. I provided Mel his heels. And on a scale of like. One to five, how how great are Mel's feet? Hmm. Great question, Dan. They're uh, just the three. Wow. The three. Oh wow. I figured it would be lower. Honestly, he's got They're great. Okay. He's got great forearms. Next mm-hmm. time you watch Mel Gibson, dude's got great Popeye fucking forearms. Yeah, he's not working his feet as much as his forearms, which is a big mistake. <laughs> You got to do your calf raises. 
Yep. And you got to run with ankle weights on. You got to look up knees over toes guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. You really got to get that dexterity. So is this a, uh, a, a movie that Nate Hands would give two feet up to to watch, or is this not, you know, a, a great pick? Or is for this a, a big toe now? A feet flick. Well, it's just got a lame foot. I mean, you could do better. You could do a lot better, to be honest. All right, so this is on the lower end here. Yeah, one one foot up, one foot down. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for stopping by, buddy. Oh, thanks. Anytime. You know, I, you just start bringing up feet, and I'll pop out of one of your closets. Mm-hmm. I know it won't hurt your feelings to t- you know to tell you that we're giving you the boot. <laughs> <laughs> All right then, goodbye. So, you're getting the cold foot there, Nate. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Nate hands as usual. That's what we pay him for. He stays a little too long, but uh, you know we love him. I guess, kind of, sort of, not really. Fucking freak. Hey, what's can't up, guys? Anyway. Can't wait to get yeah, those man. toes. Fucking Nate hands, stop by, dude. That guy's got a lot of issues. I think of all the people, I think you luck out the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. Th- I'm that. always thrilled to get to yeah. talk to Michael Douglas. I, I, and I, yeah, I. You guys know I'm a big De Palma guy, so. Mm-hmm. You can't take a piss on this podcast, Jesus. It's like we can't piss. All right, guys. So Sybil, she kicks Alicia off this ladder. Alicia falls down, passes out. Uh, everybody meets up on this overpass to a door that's in there, and uh, Pete announces that the killer went inside there. So, of course, they all uh, walk in there, and we get a cut of our killer kind of stepping into the frame on the other side. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, we get inside. All three of them are kind of searching through there a little bit. We kind we see the owl mask. I think on the right, kind of move. Pete immediately looks, sees it, comes over there, and just starts just chopping away. Zero with that hesitation. Axe. Like doesn't even care. Boom. Uh, he sets back. He's like, "It's finally over. It's finally over." Um. Danny realizes that the hands are tied on the owl killer there. So they naturally take his owl mask off. And um, it's Brett, y'all. So uh, Pete kills Brett. What a setup by this killer. I mean, he kind of killed them all in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Just trapping them in there. Uh, we get Sybil. Once she learns that this is Brett, she is flipping the fuck out, y'all. Well, this is prime time for our owl killer to just reach up through that weak-ass attic floor or whatever it is and just pulls her right down to a second layer of the attic. What it, it, what sewer is he in that's in the uh, middle? I don't understand that room. I guess it's the rain. That's the only thing I could think of. Sure. Oh, that's the That's the rain collection room? Leaking through into the attic, I guess. It's a shitty-ass building we're in, I guess. <laughs> it's so, the uh, split-second set. <laughs> That's where you got the idea, right? He's like, yeah. 
All right, so she gets pulled through the floor. Danny decides that he's going to be a goddamn hero and save his motherfucking lady. And he pulls out his little axe and he just jumps down in there. Naturally, it's dark. We get one of the best scenes of this movie. You want to watch the Texas Chainsaw Mask. Oh, don't blow over how Sybil dies. Oh, I'm getting there. But the, he, Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't go down yet. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, folks. So Sybil gets pulled under. Uh, she kind of grabs on to some of the planks up there, and they, Danny and Peter, run over to pull her out, but they pull her, the killer has held on so tight that they pull her apart. This was a mistake in post. They were supposed to add a chainsaw sound to that. That is a mistake. So she doesn't get pulled apart. She actually gets cut by a chainsaw I don't, by the owl killer. I don't hate it, though, because it's, it it's a little bit more shocking, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, he finally pulls Sybil up onto him. Danny does. And then we get another shot of just her half and yeah, her intestines. It, yeah, it's like Bishop end. at the end of Aliens. <laughs> so, yeah, they were supposed to add a chainsaw sound into that to say that it was a chainsaw that cut her in half. And I feel bad whenever I forget to put in the rate my letterboxed theme. Can you imagine being the the sound guy on Stage Fright Aquarius? They were probably like, it's going to cost you another stack of $10 bills. And they were like, just leave it out. Well, they all... I'm like, well, they're strong guys. They could pull a human being apart. Yeah, that that makes sense. This movie redefined burning through cash. (laughs) So this is where Danny decides he's going to be a motherfucking hero and save his lady, even though she's already dead. He jumps down there to get the revenge, and we just got Owl Killer just coming at him in a quick second with a goddamn chainsaw. Um, we got Pete up there as uh, Owl Killer's chopping the shit out of Danny with his chainsaw. He's shining a flashlight down there to look at all the gore and all that. It's kind of a creepy little scene where he's in the owl mask with the blood splattered, and he looks up at the flashlight. Thought that was all right. Yeah, I agree with you. It's pretty fucking gnarly to just have Danny laying there and him laying into his stomach with that chainsaw. Um, we got Pete and Laurel. They decide like Danny's a goner. We're gonna run back down to the door. Uh, so they go through the main stage. Pete starts trying to chop the door down with the axe. Owl Killer, of course, comes out right behind him with that chainsaw that he killed Danny with. Uh, Pete decides that he's just going to throw Laurel right into this chainsaw. This was one of my favorite scenes. Yep. Just <laughs> Here, take this woman. And it kind of cuts her like up the shoulder and, you know, in that area. And she kind of falls down crying. Did you guys? Out. Sorry. Did you guys watch the most recent Rambo? No, I did not. Okay. Well, I watched the one before the newer one. Fourth Blood? When he was like in Burma or some shit. Yeah, that's Rambo. And that one is fucking gnarly badass. Yeah, that's got like the kid on the like. Yeah, that one is just. Yeah, 
I remember watching it and coming over to your guys' apartment and just being like, you guys got to fucking watch Rambo, dude. But Last Blood is just garbage. It sucks. Um, but Hey. Hey. Um, but there, without spoiling it, I, obviously you guys seem to be, you know, pretty bummed that I'm bringing it up. Uh, he... <laughs> Yeah, I, it, Last Blood sucks, but the, the the most like badass thing of it is just he's like in the cab of this pickup, and he shoots or stabs this guy, throws him down, and fucking you think it's just gonna be like him pushing his thumb in, and then eventually it's like, and he just grabs the dude's collarbone and rips it out. Like, well, okay, he's officially superhuman at this point. It's that old man strength, man. Mm-hmm. That guy's life's gonna suck having to live without a collarbone. I don't think he lived very long after a little, that. A little droopy on one side. You're all mm-hmm. right. He's gonna walk with a limp, but not how you think. Seagal taught me how to counter that though, so don't don't for a second think you're gonna pull that shit on me, Neeson. Bones is beefing with uh, Liam Neeson right now. I'm so sore. <laughs> Steven he, has just been beating the shit out of me, man. Did he teach you how to counter it by saying, don't get shot or stabbed right here? Mm-hmm. It, Keep your collarbone safe. It's a lot of like him pointing at this like big mannequin. Because like we're both big guys, right? So he has like a custom mannequin with a ponytail and shit. And he's like... <laughs> Don't don't get hit here. I can't do a Steven impression. Like I've been hanging around him, but it's like don't get hit here. Don't get hit. you know. It's like <laughs> it's like where can I get hit? And I think that's the lesson is like don't get hit. But mm. the guy uh, he's a fucking genius. He's we play guitar and shit. We've been cooking. It's great. Beating carrots. Beating big ass carrots. Is he like staying at your house or? Uh, he kind of just drops in. He just drives in with a tank. Um, there's a big hole in my house. <laughs> Look that story up. But, yep. We got matching sunglasses and shit. It's great. It's been a huge. I don't know if you've noticed my mood today. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Well, you've been wearing that. Uh, I don't know what it's called. It's. <laughs> Don't call it a moo-moo. It's not a moo-moo, okay? This is a this is a speed kimono. Yeah, kimono. That's what I was trying to find. Yeah. It does look fast. Fast as fuck, dude. All right, we got Al Killer. He's going after Pete here. Pete tries his best to fucking reason with this guy, but he's just like, fuck you. I'm going to cut off your arm with this chainsaw. Yeah, yeah he begs his fucking... What's the point in killing me? Like, well, he li- Don't mess with me. He li- I won't mess with you. He literally says, yeah, you leave me alone and I'll leave you alone, okay? That's not how murderers operate. So the arm that uh, Pete cuts... Or, or not Pete. The owl killer cuts off of Pete has his axe. Uh, once he cuts this arm off, he decides to go for Pete's face. But naturally, like in every movie with a chainsaw, it runs out of gas. And, well, he just grabs the axe and chops fucking P 
Peter's head right off. Just cloop. Done. Pete's done, guys. Should have thrown All a right. basketball right at his head. <laughs> Exploded <laughs> it. We might get there one of these days, Karan. Uh We cut back to the cops. They're fucking with the car. Uh, we cut back to a feather falling on Alicia's face. This wakes her up, guys, from her little nap that she took. It's poetry on screen, dude. It's like Forrest Gump shit. Uh, she goes back to the main stage. She's kind of just fucking walking around in a daze. Uh, we got a nice <laughs> She's little She's just round fucking of- meandering and shit. <laughs> Wasting time. We got a nice little um, panoramic shot here around the stage because she's making sure old owl killer ain't out there. She also starts to walk behind the uh, set there, kind of between the walls. She comes out into a hallway. We see a bloody high hill. Uh, She follows it all the way down to the bathroom. This is where we find Laurel. She's she's still alive in the bathtub. Uh, Alicia hears something. We see the owl killer coming down the hallway. He comes into the bathroom. We got Alicia. She hides in the next stall with the with the shower curtain. Uh, we got kind of a little camera chick here. He presses his head up against this uh, shower curtain, which the viewer thinks it's Alicia, but it's actually if you're a moral. fucking idiot. You do. Uh, he picks her up, and we got a brutal ass stabbing in the stomach here. Of a shot where it just goes right in, and I was like, "God damn!" But the but you, I don't feel as bad when it happens because even in like on the edge of death, Laurel is a bitch and almost rats out that Alicia is there. Yeah, so, she sees Alicia. So you almost get her relieved when that when he stabs her. If he would have not stabbed her, she would have. The next words out of her mouth were going to be like. Get her There's too. another person in here. <laughs> that is true. So Laurel deserves it all. She, uh, we got our out killer. He drags her away. Alicia doesn't get caught. She decides to go back out to the main stage, kind of wandering around some more. She goes into an office. She starts looking through the desk for some keys. She does find a set of keys, and she also finds a gun. Uh, we cut back to her wandering out to the main stage. She has the gun now. She gets to the door. She starts trying these keys to see if one of them will open the door so she can get the fuck out of there. Hey, uh, she starts, if, if you're a theater owner, put a gun in your theater already. <laughs> Don't let this happen to you. Mm-hmm. Put, put more guns around. Or just give everybody a key. Give all your actors. Yeah, a key. what do you got in the theater that you gotta, you know, keep behind fucking blast doors? Or if you're a patron of the theater, do your theater a favor and hide a gun somewhere. <laughs> Just do it. Just help. It should be like a can. You know, they have like canned food drives. Mm-hmm. You know, Just guns, gun drive. Honestly, though, what what is up with these doors? I get having the big doors in case you need to bring stuff in and out. You know, we learned in Phantom of the Paradise that sometimes you need to bring a car up on stage. But no emergency exit, nothing that you can just, no, no. I'm going to say Italy has some strong doors. 
Yeah. No windows? No. Windows. Zero windows? Okay. No. You don't want that. It's a theater, man. You need a dark in there. Yeah, you don't want that natural light fucking up your your nighttime scenes. Not not even up in the office and shower area? Mm-mm-mm. Nah. Okay. Nah. Uh, we got Alicia. She starts hearing some thuds and then realizes that Al Killer is up on the stage. Well, she has no luck with the keys. The keys don't work. Then she realizes Al Killer's up on the stage. And he's just kind of uh, doing his playing thing. Some mu- playing some music here. He turns the lights on. Uh, he's kind of setting up the stage with all the dead bodies, just how he likes them, you know, doing what a psychopathic killer would do. Some people get lonely and their friends don't text them back. So this is how you fucking engage with, uh, you know. You know, hobbies are hobbies, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, we got Lucifer, the fucking cat. He finally appears back in here. Uh, he starts eating on Sybil's dead corpse. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, we got Al Killer. He's just playing around. He knocks off one of the mannequins' head. He picks up Peter's head. Uh, we got Lucifer, the cat. He turns on a fan, and Al Killer has just spread feathers everywhere. So they just are floating through the air everywhere. Uh, Alicia, being the super eye that she has, spots a key that is in the middle of the stage sticking up through the planks of wood. Uh, guys, was this the biggest key you've ever seen in your life? Or is that Dude, just Dude, later when they they she's do the anime the shot with the... Yeah, where she's running. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck happened to that key? It, it had to be, oh, we need to build a bigger key so we can see it in the shot, as right? she's running. Yeah. Biggest nail I've ever seen in my life as well. I'm like, God damn. I was thinking, like, this part of the movie, I was thinking, like, the video game setup of, like, finding the key, finding the gun, moving real slow to the door, and then seeing the key in the stage, like, what sort of blink, like, what would they, how would you animate it to show that, oh, there's something over there that you can select? That's what I kind of thought, too. I was like, why wouldn't, like, a light go over it and, like, reflect and she'd be like oh shit mm-hmm. they should have made the key the size of like if you close on a house and they have you take photos like and you're holding that key yeah. that's like as big as a human being you've done that i've done that yes wow i had a great realtor because i have no fucking idea what you're talking about i don't Did your realtor give you a gift she gave us a, a welcome mat we got a welcome like sign you should have got a giant key. Took no, my home with us. I think she probably realized, oh, this guy is not fucking around. Here's a welcome mat. No, I didn't. He don't need no a, giant key to a city. I don't think I took a picture with a giant key, but I took a picture of the giant key. But, I'll send it to you. Of, guys later. I want to. I want to see this. Can you please post it to yeah. the Instagram? Oh, maybe it's already up there. You should look at my wife's page. And what's funny about this is, Kyle, you'll agree with me. Dan is the most like fuck that of the three of us. But you have to do it. You don't have to do shit. You guys think I really want to go to a goddamn pumpkin patch? No, I don't want to go to a fucking pumpkin patch. But I go to a pumpkin patch. Why? That's what you do. Because it's what you I do don't go when you have children. I don't go because you guys don't have kids. Well, yeah, I don't mean shit, dude. It's 
It's a patch full of free pumpkins. Why wouldn't you go? No, they're not fucking free, bro. What are you talking about? Oh, dude, they're free. Nah. You should walk off with a couple. You think I'm going to piss off all these Let's Go Brandon guys? No. You bring a... I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to piss these guys off. They got fucking guns. You see this clip of the guy asking Charlie Kirk, "When can we start killing these liberals that stole the election?" <laughs> so, the "Let's Go Brandon" guys with the Bigly Wiggly and "Don't Tread on Me" bumper stickers. <laughs> Piggly Wiggly they, is like, they, "Don't bring us." They are fucking this. itchy. They are itchy. Yeah, dude. The the Piggly Wiggly is actually a communist. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we got we got Alice, Alicia. She knows this is a key sticking out. Um Al Al Killer's just sitting here in a chair just petting Lucifer. Which I thought was kind of cool. It is kind of cool. Uh right in fr- and that the key is right in front of his ass, of course, as he's sitting there. Uh, Alicia com- uh, contemplates what she's going to do. She decides she's going to go under the stage to try to get this key to get the fuck out of there. So she gets to the key under the stage. Naturally, it's stuck in between two pieces of wood. She picks up a nail to try to loosen it. Uh, Lucifer the cat notices that this key's moving, so he jumps off of the owl killer's lap to kind of investigate what the fuck is going on. This cat fucking sucks, uh, dude. This cat has pushed fucking. our story multiple times. Thank you, Lucifer. Um, she finally gets it out with the nail. It drops. The music stops that he played once again. So he hears the key fall and he heads. He gets up and heads over. Alicia grabs the key. She kind of backs out, which I think is a pretty nice shot there. And then Al Killer's waiting for her on the top of the stage as she comes out from under the stage. Okay. It's impossible to not watch an, a horror movie, right? And not go, hey, why don't you just do that? Right? Like, why don't you just kill him here or fight him here? Were you guys thinking, why don't you just get up underneath him in the stage and just unload that clip up his ass? Or at least shoot him in the foot or something. Yeah. Well, I was thinking... This is the only time in the movie I thought that. Like, just... When she could see the key and he's just sitting on the stage, it's like, you might be able to get two or three shots off real quick before Mm -hmm. he knows where you're at. Yeah. All right, so, yeah, he grabs her up. Uh, She has a gun with her that she found, so she pulls the trigger... Nothing happens, so naturally we think it's probably just a prop gun, right? Uh, but she does have that giant-ass nail that she got the key out with, so she stabs this motherfucker right in the eye and gets away. Uh, she gets to the door. She can't open it up, uh, so she decides to run into the overpass again. And uh, Al Killer naturally follows as well. He climbs, uh, well, he catches up to her. Alicia runs all the way back to kind of where the same spot uh, they killed Brett at. Uh, She finds a fire extinguisher and hits him with that. This knocks him off balance. 
He grabs onto the side of the overpass. She spr- uh, It doesn't make any sense. He's got an owl mask on. She sprays the fire extinguisher at him, and this somehow freaks him oh, the fuck fucks out. Him up. Yeah, I assume this was his one weakness, and he was made out of fire. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just really got into that one eye hole. I if I'm if I'm trying to shoot this on the day, I'm thinking, oh, he needs to get close. She needs to get the fire extinguisher up under the mask and hit it. You know what I mean? So it kind of fills that up because I thought the imagery of that would have been cool. But, yeah, it's not bothering you if you've got a big fucking owl head on. You should be in impervious to the CO... CO2? CO? I don't know. It's been a while. You just it, go back to hazmat class. You're asking the wrong other two people. Well, it's, so. it, I, at this point, I don't know if it was an ABC yeah. fire extinguisher, you know? Yeah. It's class A, class B, class C fire. You got to look at the class K as your kitchen stuff. So that's your, yeah. I will give Alicia some credit here because she starts to run up and smash his finger with his fingers with the fire extinguisher. How satisfying that's would like, that be, right? It just it's like. But that's what you always think whenever this scenes come up. Like, smash his fucking fingers. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. And she does it. He, She does. She, He falls off but grabs an electrical cord, of course. So it comes apart, and he falls a little further down, but he's still holding on. Uh, Owl Killer dropped his axe. So he starts to climb back up this electrical cord, and Alicia just starts to chop it up. And she continues to chop, to chop, to chop. And finally, she chops it in half. Owl Killer falls down to the stage. I mean, it's an electrical cord. How hard is it to cut through? It was kind of thick. Yeah, but you got an axe. It's got, it's got to hold up a serial killer. I don't know, man. It took like 12 chops to get that thing. It's, a, it's in the suspense, buddy. Suspense, buddy. Come on. Uh, she also hey, drops buddy. her hey, buddy. watch. It's suspense. Yeah, well, then have them holding on to a, a titanium gauge, rope, gauge wire or something. Yeah. Hey, Kron. Hey, Kron. It's all about the suspense, buddy. Get it? He's suspending from the rope. Suspense. You see, I waited there. I did get some Doc Brown vibes, though, by the way that the plug on. <laughs> Popped out. I was thinking like end of Back to the Future. It's the second time we've brought up Back to the Future today. Marty! It won't be the last. All right, Alicia, she finally gets off this overpass. She goes through the main stage. Don't need a credit uh, card. Naturally, Owl Killer's got one more fucking scare left in him than we all learned that from Scream. He grabs her leg. Uh, she... Uh, quick on her, quick on her toes. There, she dumps a burning barrel onto him. He starts on fire. He runs up the stage, falls like he's down. a suitcase full of cash. She just yep. lights they him just up. I was confused up. by this part because I was like, "Well, we already established he's made out of fire. But this should make him stronger, if anything." <laughs> well, that was Karan's theory. <laughs> just when I think I got it all figured out. I was impressed that he made it all the way up those stairs on fire, though. 
Alicia runs for the door. She finally gets it open and she finally gets the attention of the two cops in the patrol car. We cut to her in the uh, in the patrol car with a bunch of the media there asking her questions. She's not asking or answering any of them. Then we cut to her at a hospital. I was really uh, hoping one of these uh, media people was going to say, like, with only three days left to open, how are you going to pull the show together? <laughs> this is all going to be added in script later. What's Peter going to do? Um, she's back at the hospital. They pretty much tell her that she's all right to go. She realizes that her watch is missing. She's so sweet uh, right here. This is really where you fall in love with her is the last hour and 20 idiot. of the movie. <laughs> she's like, thanks idiot. for the shirt. She takes a cab back to the theater <laughs> like hours after all this has taken place. Uh, we see Willie biking up. She's like, hey, uh, we need to go in here because I got to do my watch or get my watch. And Willie's like, I, the police told me I can't go in there. But he lets her in anyway because... After she you know, gives him a beard tug. Yeah. she's He's a nice guy. Uh, Willie starts to tell her that the gun wasn't fake and that she, she was just using it wrong. This is where... Pretty much calling her a fucking idiot. This is where the annoyance of Willie <laughs> starts. Because for the next five minutes, Willie don't shut the fuck up. I think they only wrote him two lines and the director kept doing the like stretch sign. <laughs> Jesus. We'll, we'll get to it. So they go in. Like I said, Willie starts explaining all the shit about the gun. Uh, he also starts saying that there's like nine victims and like going through the whole thing. Well, this gets Alicia thinking like, nine and she starts kind of going through the crime scene and counting where everybody was and how the owl killer kind of set them all up and lo and behold as we pan back to alicia owl killer is right behind her and then willie just shoots dude right in the fucking between the eyes he shoots him right between the eyes because he tells us that about eight fucking times Forty-eight yeah. times he says it. Yeah. Uh, he's pretty proud that he's done this, and he's letting everybody He's know. in shock. That's how you yeah, forgive it, is right between the eyes. I told you. Just like I told you, right between, right between the eyes. Al Killer tried to swing an axe at Alicia before Willie shot him in between the eyes. and Just like I told you. Yeah. Once once he shot the owl killer, the axe fell and broke Alicia's watch into multiple pieces. It's the biggest tragedy of the film, right? That watch was Alicia, expensive from mm-hmm. what we've heard. So mm-hmm. She should have traded it in if she couldn't pay her rent. Alicia gathers up these broken pieces and leaves. We kind of pan down to the killer, and he gives us a little smile. And credits on uh, Stage Fright Aquarius from 1987, gentlemen. Just like I told you. Right between between the eyes. eyes. Willie could have made this a 30-minute movie, though, if he had stayed in that theater. Mm -hmm. 
went to the desk and just shot the fucking Yeah, guy. just run up, grab his gun. I'll shoot. be right back, Peter. Um, oh, hell Just no. to reiterate their mistake and how awesome Marilyn Monroe's sax player is, that is the frame that we end on and the title or the end credits roll over. So you could tell in the edit bay they were like, fuck, dude. Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe's sax player. We fucked up. But yeah, gentlemen, that was uh, that was that, you know. Right between the eyes, just like I told you. Do we want some final thoughts, or do we want to hear a little bit of research? You got some research? You peppered a little bit throughout, but... I tried to get it all in there as I went through. Um, budget was a million dollars. All right. I didn't. I don't know how much it. I couldn't find a box office for it. Uh, this was the first feature for our director here, and he has stated that he really wasn't ready to direct, but he wasn't going to pass up an opportunity to direct. So. <laughs> I thought he did yeah, an okay yeah, job. I guess, I guess I'll do it. Sure. Well, you know. But other than that, I mean, I kind of peppered everything in as we went on. Uh, anybody want to guess how many kills they were there were throughout this spectacular performance, theater performance? Ten. Yeah, let's say ten or eleven. Uh, ten if you count the aid. Nine if you just count everybody else. Theater troop. Okay. Yeah, I count the aid. Good job, Cron. Well, we did. You cover, finally won a game, Cron. We did cover at the very end of the movie that she was trying to figure out who the nine victims were. So, yeah, and I was—I added the eleven because I didn't know if you were not thinking of the eight and you were adding the makeup girl or the costume girl. Uh, either way, I got it right. So. Yeah, you did it. Finally. But yeah, that gentleman, that's rigged, it. Rigged ass st- bullshit. <laughs> I'm gonna have to hear about this for the next month. But that's all I got for uh, Stage Fright Aquarius, 1987, directed by Mikael Slovina. The Theater of Death is the tagline. Streaming on Shutter and Tubi. If you do want to watch that, go ahead. Looks great in HD. It really, yeah. it really holds up. Is it time? I think it's time, guys. I think we're going to move on to um, a game we like to call Rate My Letterboxed, where we decide where this end up on our, ends up on our big board and where we guess each other's letterboxed rating. I can kick us off. Rate my box. I mean, do we, does anybody need to pee or anything? Or? I'll pee in a minute. After shower. That's I'm, after shower. Yeah, I'm peeing right now. Lucky. Lord. Gatorade bottle? Gonna... Oh, yeah. I was about to say. Classic. You going classic pissed. glass? Tremor style? I wish, dude. You can't find yeah. them. Look them up on eBay. They're I've been too looking expensive. too. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. 
I'm going to give you both 3.0. Bones, a 3, Dan, 2.5. I'm going Cron Howard. I'm going through. I'm going 2.5 for Cron Howard. Let's change that. Bones, I'll go with a 3.0. I will say that the letterboxed rating for Stage Fright Aquarius right now is a 3.5. Your buddy um, Belial has this at like a 4.5 or something. Yeah, Belial's a big fan of that. Shout out to him. Loves the, the Stage Fright Aquarius. Fellas, I'm a 2.5. I think this movie starts out real strong. I think you, in the sense that you know immediately that you're you're in for some some goofiness. Um, it's got a a great second act with a lot of great kills, but the third act just cannot keep up um, with the rest of the movie. I think this is the opposite of a slow burn. I think it burns out way too fast. Um, I kind of get what they were trying to do in the third act of trying to keep it kind of suspenseful, but I don't think you can start with throwing a mannequin and tripping your, your sax player up and, and leading to those kills. And then it's, I think you kill everybody off. And I think there's still like 27 move, like minutes left towards the end. And it just, it's just a slog. Um, yeah, I think 2.5 is sort of fair. I, I put it right next to Slumber Party Massacre for myself. Kron? Uh, <clears throat> I'm actually going to be uh, just a 2 on this. Um, I gave The Phantom a 2.5. I thought that was pretty straight down the middle. I guess with this movie... Um, I don't know. I feel like we've watched better versions of this movie since we've been doing this podcast. Like this one was just kind of, I don't know. It just, some of the kills were good. Some of the shots were good, but, um, I don't know. It was kind of boring throughout. I thought, and maybe that's just the time I watched it, but I don't know. I thought this one was like a worse version of a movie I've seen several times. 2.0. 2.0. All right. Gentlemen, <clears throat> this is a 2.5. Um, I kind of like the ending. I like what they did with like the key. I liked how the cat came and looked at it, like gave her away, like that sort of thing. They kind of did some stuff that you thought was going to happen just like you said like how oh willie's going to die with something like that or oh he's going to be staged as a mannequin and i like how they kind of avoided that but yeah i kind of agree like i think i hit pause on it and still had 30 minutes and i was like what the fuck are they like gonna do here i guess we're in for a big battle at the end Oh, yeah, 2.5. There was some good stuff there, but, you know, could have used a little more goofiness, like Bone said. 
Oh yeah. There you go. I just yeah they they sort of shot their goofiness wad. I think too early, you know. Yeah, and then I feel like not even it doesn't even make it halfway through. Um, that's it goes to show you how skewed I am because I was looking at the results. Like I think they're gonna put this. I think they're gonna put this comparable to Slumber Party. Like that's how I thought this would end up. So that was my my reference point for you guys, but. I do uh, while I fucked up the game and I finished and la- I finished last. I do feel a little bit relieved that we're all sort of on the same page, you know, score point wise. So where does this end up on the big list there, Cron? Yeah, so this would have an average rating from us of two point three three. This would currently be number thirty out of thirty nine on the big list. It is right below Deep Rising and right above Halloween Kills. Wow. I mean, I would rather watch this over Halloween Kills. So, yeah, me okay, too. Cool. Um, and then, as far as our rate my letterbox points, Kron, you're our big winner today at one point five. Dan, you you edged on both of us, and you got with a one. And then I uh, fucked it up and tripped over myself and only got a point five. All right. After stage fright, Bones and I would be tied at 3.5. Dan has a two. All right. Rigged. Fucking bullshit rigged. Dan, anything else? Nah, gentlemen, like I said, I uh, thought I'd take you back to Italy there. Um, you think we'll so. ever vacation as friends? Aren't we shortly? Three weeks? Ah, that's not a vacation. That's a that's a check-in. I'm, I'm going to be this too is, shit-faced this to is know to, where I'm at. This so. is to exchange Pocino's, or Pinocchio's revenge DVDs mm-hmm. and Phantom Rings. Thank you, Karan. Thank you, Bones. Mm-hmm. I'm not bringing anything to the table. Yeah. Hopefully we get those sweet shirts made. No, for sure. What is that? I think I'm better at winking with my right eye than my left eye. I got told I was an ugly winker. By who? Multiple people. <laughs> my wife says I'm an ugly winker. <laughs> Winking's it. You know what you do? You punch her in one eye and be like, wink out of that. Nah, I'm not going to do that. That's a, hey. It's important. We got to point out bad stuff. No. Sorry. Let's get out of here. It's always good to cover something like winking on an audio-only medium. Well, if these listeners would uh, review us and uh, make us more fucking popular, we could do a live fucking show and, you know. Nothing says we can't. We could record our ugly ass faces and put it on YouTube. They'll let you put whatever you want on there. Internet is amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, we're the Five Day Rentals Podcast. Tonight we cover Stage Fright Aquarius from 1987, directed by Michaela Savina. 
He is a prodigy from many Italian, famous Italian horror directors that you've probably watched before. Like Firestarter level prodigy or? Uh, we don't support Drew Barrymore on this podcast. Um, follow along. It's on Tubi or Shutter if you want to watch it. We got other episodes up. Uh, Halloween Kills is out. Unhinged is out. Rad. What else have we done? Robot Jocks. Fucking Split Second. Uh, fuck. Demon Knight. Whatever. There's something there for you if you like movies. Follow us on Letterboxd HQ, Twitter, Instagram. Whatever. Crash and burn. Crash and burn. Buddies forever. Right between the eyes. Just like I said. Right between the eyes. Right between Did you the, see that? Just like I fucking told you. Did you see that? Didn't I tell your ass? Get back here. Hey, you white bitch. bitch. Were you looking at me? I just saved your white Look bitch ass. Shit. You're just leaving. What out there, other podcast got celebrity pervert guests, foot fetishes, Wolfman, video stores, movies you've never heard of, continuing talk of broken collarbones from Rambo, who knows, ongoing theater bullshit, Pinocchio's Revenge, it will be covered. Find 5-Day Rentals Podcast on Twitter, on Letterboxd. Shoot us a goddamn email, 5DRentalsPodcast at gmail.com. Welcome back to the 5-Day Rentals Podcast. Uh, this is the After Shower Show. I'm about to hand over the throne to Kron here. He's going to take us on our next um, movie journey here on the uh, podcast. He's the, so, uh, he's the Kron, climactic conclusion to the, wear a yeah, mask, conclu- please. Wear a mask, please. Hey, thanks, Dan. Yes, I'm ready to take You're you welcome. all on a movie journey with me. <laughs> uh, guys, this is wear a mask, please. So far, we've watched The Phantom. We've watched Stage Fred Aquarius. It's time to watch one more movie. Guys, we've talked about this movie. The fans are screaming for this movie. We can't... The inbox filled up the other day with all the requests for this one. They're howling for it. Mm -hmm. Halloween for it. Oh, they're Halloween. Oh, we're watching The Howling? That's right, fan. We're going to be watching, from the year 2000, Paul Verhoeven's Hollow Man. Yes. Now, if you're a eagle-eared observer of this podcast and you listen to the review show 3, you'll know that this movie got brought up at the end of that when Wear a Mask was announced. And we heard at that time, no. Hollow Man does not count. Whoops. Dan Dan did a little independent research, and we found out that Hollow Man does count and features a very flesh-toned mask. Now, I don't remember if this is in 45 minutes of the movie or just a few seconds, but we're going to find out, damn it. And also the proprietor of this category totally forgot 
Because he's a it's little e- obsessed more with the nudity. It's easy to forget. When it so. comes to Hollow Man. But let's give the guy credit. He immediately, upon further research, realized that it should count. I made a critical mistake, and I am sorry, listeners. That was me. Yeah, what, what was your mistake? You pointed yeah. out that Hollow Man I features pointed out a that mask. It counted. Yeah. I that's you're, my dude, you're mistake. ruining my apology. I was trying to gain some points back. I'm apologizing because it, But you're you under know, your apologizing listen. undermines my apology. Guys, I met Kid Rock in nineteen ninety eight <laughs> and I should have killed him then. I apologize. That's a true story. You guys like how I put Ba with a Ba on the playlist? <laughs> Alright, Kron, what's going on? What? <laughs> Where where is this movie? Where? Oh yeah, I guess it's on Stars. Maybe uh, <laughs> if you don't have Stars, you gotta pay to watch this one. Not on Blu-ray. That's a real bummer. That's a bummer. Our first Fairhoven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably but, won't be the last. Yeah, but you know what? Everybody else does RoboCop and mm-hmm. Starship Troopers and Total Recall. So why not? Let's do Hollow Let's Man. Let's start with Hollow this, Man. Hollow Man was brought up more, I think, in Kron's choice of Tremors for, um, what the fuck was that category? Yeah, I think I fucked it up, and I think I brought up Hollow Man. In, uh, that was uh, VHS covers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it came, I so. it, was, it came from the no. VHS cover. It was. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Okay. I thought it was Bones, the one before that, but. That's right, fans. We're going to be slicing off another piece of hollow bacon for you. I think I think somebody's getting into the top ten. I don't want to jinx it. Oh, man. Well, I'm landing at 30 tonight, so. Get an invisible gorilla. Do we have a it's new? It's got to be better than mine. Do we have a new number one? Who knows? I don't know. Gentlemen, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We will release The Phantom, and that'll be our 40th episode. Mm-hmm. Congrats. Hard to believe. We got to get to 1,000, and then you're legit. No. We got to do three a week, guys. God damn. There's no we, way. We got shows. We got competition out there. I don't want to name this podcast by name because I don't know if they're cool or not. They don't did. Do it. They did thirty days of Halloween. They did an episode every day. It's because they don't October. have fucking jobs, bro. <laughs> yeah, so we'll do Hollow Man. That'll close out the category. Which one of you is next, Dan? Are you next? Ah, uh, yes. My uh, my category will come shining through <laughs> after Kron. <clears throat> All right. Fills us in on Hollow Man. It's going to be great. Listeners. Oh, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm so fucking stoked. The listeners out there right now are hard as a fucking rock. They're hitting this the, announcement. They're hitting the forums. They can't believe it. Mm-hmm. Our Twitter's going to blow up Sunday night. Well. All right. Well, second, second bacon, right? That's right. Dude, right. we get bacon. We get Brolin, finally. I'm not 
We get Elizabeth. <laughs> we get Josh we, or James? We get Josh Brolin. Joss. Joss. Josh. Joss. Joss? Joss Brolin. We get Thanos himself, dude. He'll, I'll tag him on Instagram. He'll say something. Okay. He's dope, man. He's a good I guy. I like Josh Brolin. I think, uh, I think he's a cool guy. We get fucking hottie of all time, Elizabeth Shue. Mm. In her heyday. Yeah, this might be peak fucking shoe. We get Rona Mitra assaulted in a scene that I'm not excited to talk about, but she's still fucking hot. Kron needs to. Uh, we get. Uh, we get the edit there. We get Joni Stubbs, if you're familiar with Deadwood. Yeah, cut. Cocksucker. All, All right. right, listener. Well, good luck waiting a whole week to get to this one. <laughs> Crash and burn. Crash and burn. Buddies forever. Are you off the phone yet, you gorgeous piece of cheek? <laughs>